Hello everyone, my name is Caleb. And I'm Ben, and you are listening to Tribal Talk, a Survivor podcast. Hey Ben. Hey Caleb. This week, we saw Rick, aka the Kool-Aid Man, bust back into the game in glorious fashion through the first ever Edge of Extinction Return Challenge. Oh yeah. So then we saw some players return from Edge of Extinction and some go home. We saw Mr. Amazing himself get voted out again the third time he's gotten voted out because he's the biggest threat. One Mm -hmm. thing that struck me about this episode, I'm sure you noticed it too, is that they jumped right in. The first thing we went to was that return challenge, and I think we should do the same thing. And Mm -hmm. I just want to jump right in. So my first question to you is, did the comma six make the right choice in targeting Joe? A resounding yes. Um, Everyone knew that Joe felt on the outs with Kama, um, so he wasn't a loyal member. Um, I think Wentworth was another kind of obvious choice, but the difference is she's not a physical threat to win immunity. Um, And that was illustrated once again by her absolutely pitiful performance during the immunity challenge. But she literally said uh, (laughs) during, I think it was 10 minutes in, she goes, oh, my arms are numb. And then just disgustingly drops... (laughs) drops the statue because her arms are numb and <laughs> just walks off the stage. It was it was like she was disgusted by the fact that she was going through pain. <laughs> so but she, did you notice who she did outlast, Ben? She she outlasted most of she the She outlasted your boy War Dog. Yeah. I just wanted to point that out. Okay. So did David and so mm. did Lauren. Okay. Just saying. No, no, no. Okay, I'll take that. And furthermore, he's not my boy. Like Okay, okay. Fi- finally, I, I I defended him last week and I feel okay about that. And and that's something else we can talk about later. Um, but but uh he is not the physical threat in the game. Sure. Nor is he in the top four. Um, but that does me- not mean he is not a physical threat sure. at all. Sure. So it's uh, a relative scale, to be sure. It is. It is. But uh, Kelly Sorry. can't withstand the pain, so she's not a physical uh, threat to win immunity. So the Kama tribe does not feel that threatened by her. They want right. her out for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, getting Joe out when he loses an immunity challenge—that's a necessity. I think. I think everybody's learned from Joe's experience much more than Joe has learned from his own experiences. Yeah. And so they know when, when he shows weakness, you got to strike. So Kelly drops out. Um, they feel like they can take her out whenever they want, uh, provided she continues to feel uh, comfortable not using her idol, um, which obviously she felt comfortable enough, mm-hmm. even though she got kind of close to getting voted out. Right. I think the reason that the comma six feels so strong is because they haven't seen their hierarchy yet, their internal hierarchy. And yeah. they probably won't for quite a while. It's hard to make a move in a tight alliance if people don't feel like they're kind of on the bottom. So during the vote, obviously, Joe uh, hears Victoria talking about voting out threats. And Joe says, oh, so now I have to have my little tinglers going off. Yeah, and that was it weird. Was, it was funny to me. 
Because he's in tribal council. And he's like, wait, something is awry. <laughs> I, I smell something fishy going on. And then Devins, our, our boy, uh, Kool-Aid Man. Yeah, he uh, is Can we our call boy. him that? Can we Kool-Aid call him Man? That? He, he called yes. himself Kool-Aid Man. Oh, he did. I missed yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kool-Aid Man calls him out uh, on sitting around all day and painting after the merge. And uh, Joe says, I know where I stand with my tribe. I don't have to worry about it. Blah, 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 blah. And uh, he talked to Wentworth after the merge, but they didn't really have a solid plan at all. Caleb, is this the laziest post-merge strategic play of all time? I definitely don't think it's a good one, but here's the thing. I still think it was the right choice. So Ron said this, and he's completely right. He said said something to this effect. It's never a bad time to take out Joe. It's never a bad time. So I think he's completely right. Wasn't kind of a simple vote for sure, but something that I think is noteworthy is there were 13 players in this vote Mm -hmm. and the comma six was six of them not Mm -hmm. a majority a plurality and that made a huge difference i do think that taking out a comma member joe in this case first after the merge was bold i personally think that it would have been just as strategic and maybe just as good of a move to wait one more vote and vote off one of the return players on the former Lasso tribe, vote out David, vote out Kelly, and just get that one done. Mm-hmm. And then start targeting Joe and Aurora and all the other comma people that you don't like. Yeah, I, I see that. I just, I feel like you may not get another chance. Like Joe has has lost, he's, he's won so many individual immunities. And one of the only ones he lost, he lost because he passed out, because he literally pushed through the pain so much. And this season does not have a lot of physical threats, especially right. of the the people left. So I I, I think uh, I totally understand where they're coming from. I think it was a smart move. I think I think we agree. Uh, but here's just a just a real quick sidebar. Is it possible? Is it at least a tiny bit possible that Joe can outwit a single player? I think that he had the opportunity in this episode to do that. For whatever reason, he didn't seek it out. I don't know what Joe was doing this episode. I don't know if I know. I know. It was really weird because I thought maybe this was going to be the season that we saw something different from him. And he's shown us that in a way, I think being on comma this whole time and not going to tribal until this episode maybe has kind of put him into a place of complacency, maybe. And I, yeah, a place maybe. where he's not looking that strategic and he's willing to buy what Ron is telling him because they've told each other that <laughs> we're good, even though Ron is the worst liar I've ever seen on the show. He's he's very, very bad at, at lying. He and maybe that's what it is. But do you think that Kelly also made a mistake similar to Joe in targeting David and Rick? I think so. I, I think absolutely. I think... Kelly's priority should have been breaking up the Kama six. And I think if she understood Kama a little bit better, maybe maybe she didn't have enough info, but my guess is she wasn't perceptive enough to realize how tight that Kama six is. So um, I think she should have allied with David and Rick. Um, I think she should have painted Kama as the enemy instead of Rick as the easy right. vote. And if she was going to target anyone with an easy vote, if she wasn't going to target one of the Kamas six, she should have at least targeted Joe because Joe was possibly part of the Kama seven 
I guess. I guess that was well, his eight, thinking. In, eight in this case, because he thought he he thought that he and Aurora were also in mm. on the vote. So he thought mm. all eight of them were voting for one person. He right. thought that it was Rick. Right. So uh, I think I think uh, Wentworth made a mistake there. Um, otherwise, she should have um, tried to use her idols to take out uh, some of the Kamasics. I think she just miscalculated Kama and thought that she and Lauren could just assimilate and join in. Right. But obviously, Kama is airtight. And um, because of this, now they see Wentworth as not only a returning player threat, but also as a heartless person. And Victoria in Tribal Council called her straight up evil. Right. Well, she called the idea of voting Devons back mm. to the edge of extinction straight up right. evil. So huge target on Wentworth's back now. Yeah, I think that she did make a mistake, but in her defense, I think that the Kama 6 played everyone. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at the sure. vote breakdown, I think this is one of the most interesting things about this episode. Like I said a second ago, they managed to vote Joe out with 6 out of 13, a non-majority, right? Mm-hmm. And they did that because they convinced the following people to vote against one another. They got David and Rick to vote for Kelly. They got Kelly, Lauren, and Wardog to vote for David, and they got Joe and Aurora to vote for Rick. Okay, so mm-hmm. the seven that were in the majority were all voting for one another. Mm-hmm. None of them knew what was going on, and the Kamas Six was in complete control. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing about that to me is if they had actually had a legit conversation, if Kelly and Joe's conversation had gone beyond the surface level, maybe they could have realized that. They had their opportunity to team up. I still think the non-Kama 6 could pull this out because between them now, they have three immunity idols, which is, of course, a huge advantage, but they have Mm -hmm. to be played correctly. I do think that it is noteworthy that they were able to vote out Joe with a plurality because it tells me that there were no leaks in the Kama 6. There was no wavering with the Kama 6. They all agreed that Joe was at least one vote that they could all agree on, so much so that there wasn't even a, a whisper to a non Kama six member, and that's always yeah. impressive. I think I think they have just the exact combination of people that they need to take this all the way. I th- I'm really impressed with all of the Kama six, including Julie, who won uh, her first immunity challenge. Yeah, uh, the first immunity challenge. How surprising was that? So, uh, Lesu is clearly on the bottom at this point. Uh, what do you think that they should do? I think that. To us, maybe it's more obvious what the plan of action should be. And mm-hmm. that's because we have more information than they probably do at this moment because, right. unfortunately, Kelly and David are still at each other's throats. I mean, figuratively speaking, you know, they're definitely cordial, but they voted for one another this episode, right? Yeah. It's going to be hard for them to get over that. I think that they need to work together use an idol, and then create a six to five numbers advantage. If they can yeah. fracture the Kama six, then it's anyone's game. Then they can go to voting blocks. Kelly and Lauren and Wardog can you know vote together. David and Rick can vote together. They can do whatever they want after they just get it from six six to six five. Mm-hmm. But they have to work together for at least one vote. I'm hoping that they will all realize that they were all played. Because the numbers told a very specific story. Six votes for Joe, three votes for David, two votes for Rick, and two votes for Kelly. It's, a, mm-hmm. it's very obvious what happened. So hopefully they can all realize, hey, we all got played like a fiddle just now. We all need to work together, create some fractures, and that way we can have a say in what happens here. I think they're, I think they're uh, grown up enough to do it. I think Kelly and David have played this game enough 
to know what's going on and what they need to do to get further in the game. Right. Because at this point, if they don't bond together, they're gone. It's a matter of time. So uh, I agree with you. I think what they really need to do in order to fracture the Kamasics is try to get it to that point where they're starting to eat their own. And I know usually that takes a while. I know usually like that happens when there's maybe seven or eight players left and there's there's six you know from kama there's two other people and they're like hey you need to make a movie yeah. on the bottom but i think they need to start doing that now right and well and like you said currently the kama six doesn't know who's on top and who's on the mm-hmm. bottom and mm-hmm. they did seem to come to this decision as a consensus mm-hmm. from what i can tell ron floated the idea but victoria and eric and gavin evaluated it separately and at some point they all got together through channels back channels or whatever and agreed that this is what they were going to do no one there thought that this was a bad decision right so right. like you said they all feel like they're in a good position within the tribe and once uh-huh. that is exposed and we don't know how that's going to be exposed the person on the bottom is always going to think about what comes next like you said i think key um at this point if they're perfectly smart right if they do if they do the perfect moves basically i think they should all bond together and use their two immunity idols. I think two of the immunity idols, Lorne's and Wentworth, should be played on whoever they think the other, uh, the Kama are going to vote for. And then they all vote for Victoria. I think if they did that, they could break the Kama six on the next tribal. I think, too, that, uh, and this is just my opinion, but the hierarchy from Kama uh, seems to be Victoria, Eric, Gavin, Ron, Julie, and Julia. Right. I think I think that's that's the hierarchy. And I don't think it would take much to, you know, show that to Julia specifically. Hey, you're on the bottom. You haven't made any decisions. So I think I think Kama couldn't be fractured, but it's going to take some serious playing that maybe maybe War Dog needs to come up with a plan this uh, this week. <laughs> yeah. And now I think he has a little bit of better information. Like you said earlier, the Lasso tribe at this point didn't know anything about the Kamala tribe. Mm-hmm. They had zero information about the inner workings and they knew that they voted out Aubrey. That's about all that they knew. And that should have been enough knowledge for them to know what was going to happen, especially Joe. But we'll see what happens. One thing I did want to talk about was we were able to see the first ever Edge of Extinction return challenge. You know, it's a standard challenge, yes. but the yes. intention of it was totally different what did you like about this what did you think about it yeah i loved it um obviously it starts out jeffy gives his iconic moment speech which i don't feel like was necessary but i i chalk this one up to you know jeff working so hard to bring them to this point i think he deserved to give that speech um obviously the exiles return and uh in dramatic fashion dude that stank guy from reem oh Oh, my goodness i know she looked scary (laughs) Uh, she looked like you get that angry look from your mom sometimes yeah so they find out for the first time that they actually get the opportunity to earn their way back into the game by winning an individual challenge so the thought of you know this going to a vote or something like that uh like what happened in uh season 26 that's out um so Chris obviously gets to practice with ropes and sticks. Uh, Keith gives his extra knots advantage to or disadvantage rather to Chris. I I loved the idea of the challenge. It gave all the current survivors the chance to just sit by and watch 
and um you know root for their favorite people which they were yeah. doing it was it was awesome what did, what did you think i thought it was really good it was uniquely suspenseful i think because the outcome was known right with most of these challenges with the reward mm-hmm. and with the immunities and everything else it's still open-ended okay so and so lost immunity but we don't know what's going to be the result of that right Right. This was different in that we knew, all right, the moment that last ball drops mm-hmm. into the hole at the top of that, you know, balance puzzle, they're in. That's right. it. The moment it clicks in there. So that's why I think the producers knew, okay, show them that uh, Chris is close. Show them that Wendy is close. Oh, they got and then so have close. it fall, have it fall, and then finally have Rick come in. It was definitely more suspenseful for me, especially because I found myself rooting for Aubrey and Rick especially. Mm-hmm. I was ready to give up on Aubrey. But watching her in that challenge, I was like, you know what? She gave it all she had. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, if she came in right now, I'd be ready to be back on her side. I'm totally in if she's back in the game. I'm glad she's back on the edge of yeah. extinction, as a side note. Um, as far as this challenge goes, I say Keith for MVP. And here's why. He gave those knots to Chris, and that single-handedly allowed Rick to win that challenge because Chris was right on the cusp of winning, and he had 30 knots. 30 knots untie that took him a while and i think that if chris hadn't had that disadvantage he probably would have won this challenge handily yeah overall i found it extremely suspenseful i thought it was Mm -hmm. a good idea i did like like you said that they brought the other people and they were allowed to watch and react kind of with us in that moment so Mm -hmm. i thought that was super cool moving on to the next challenge which was the immunity challenge Julie won, like you said earlier. Julie, which is the oldest person in the season currently, because her and Reem are both in their 40s, and they're actually the same age, but Reem is no longer in the season. So Julie's the oldest woman, and she won. Was that surprising to you, and was anything else about the challenge surprising? Yeah, it was. It was very surprising. I mean, you know, give us give us a little bit of credit here. You know, we hadn't seen much of Julie. Right. And at, at, it was it was funny too because the uh, the losers were watching uh, Julie compete and they were like, "Oh man, she you know she works out. Look at her guns." We haven't seen that yet. We haven't. We haven't. I feel like this is the first time we actually got to see Julie. Yeah, and you know, um, <laughs> back on her bio, she actually did lose quite a bit of weight to. Uh, get on to the season of Survivor. That was something that yeah. I believe Jeff brought up, and he said, you know, she really worked hard for this. So good for her. Not mm-hmm. only did she lose weight, but she's gotten fairly strong as well. And for a woman in her forties, that's always really impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that was that was obviously a surprise. Uh, I'm I'm a I'm a fan of Julie. After that, I mean, finally getting to see her uh, for the first time. I, yeah, I loved it. Um, I was also surprised that uh, Joe lost. I think that's fair, considering the number of immunity challenges that he's won single-handedly. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think I think the most surprising part of that was it looked like he lost focus, and that was surprising. Obviously, he wasn't tired. He didn't look tired, at least. I mean, he had been there for 20 minutes, but he seemed strong. And when the statue toppled, he was in disbelief. And the reason was, you know, he just lost his focus. He lost yeah. his balance. And I think he was coasting. Um, he hadn't really faced adversity yet. Not really. Like he's talked about being lonely, but nobody's really challenged him in any of the challenges, ironically. Yeah. So so I think he felt comfortable. He coasted. And maybe this vote out would be a, a, a good wake up call for him. Yeah. 
I am so on the same page with you about this challenge. I wrote down, I was surprised that Joe didn't win. He looked like he lost focus. So I completely agree. It was weird, you know, so he's balancing that thing with his backhand and it's on top of his head and with his other hand is kind of facing forward. And he's just kind of looking off in the distance. And all of a sudden, like you said, he just loses his balance. He lets go with his left hand and then the statue falls down and that's it. And it was that quick. And he was completely solid through all of the wind and through all of the moving up till then, you know, moving to the edge of the board. That was like nothing to him. And he was totally fine. I think to him, it was just like, well, just another day in Survivor Land. Just got to win me here challenge. And yep. then going to go on and coast on to the next round after the merge. <laughs> and then it just it got him. And I haven't seen that with Joe yet. I completely agree that he's a person who probably was born for the edge of extinction, which conveniently is our next question, which is, is Joe the perfect player to survive on the edge of extinction? Yeah, definitely. He'll be back. I think this season we've seen a new side of Joe and maybe not the side of Joe that we hoped or expected. Um, He's not been strategic. He hasn't worked hard at, you know, before tribal councils or anything like that, but he has been, more emotional this season. He cried during one of his confessionals talking about missing his family and his friends and feeling lonely. I think that he will harness that. He sounded like he was angry after the tribal council. And I think, I think everybody on the edge of extinction is in trouble right now. Uh, He will be playing with a vengeance and a passion that we have. I don't think, I don't think we've seen this yet from Joe. And I know for sure that his goal at this point is to win every last individual challenge in the game. And uh, unfortunately, the problem is I don't think that's going to get him the million dollars, even if he is able to do that, which chances are he won't. Yeah, that is an interesting facet of this season. Even if Joe does go to the edge of extinction and he goes all the way till the final five and reenters the game at that point when all the others would be eliminated and he does make it to the finale, are they going to respect his gameplay? No. Are they just not because the players he... this? No, not the players this season. Yeah, absolutely not. I don't know. You know, it's like, Hey, I survived out on the edge of extinction for 20 days, but they know Joe, they know that he's born and bred for this. I think he's going to make the edge of extinction, a very comfortable place for Aubrey and, and Chris and Reem. I think they're far better off with Joe out there. That's for sure. They're going to be eating fish and they're going to be doing pretty well, but I don't know if Joe even has an avenue to win the game anymore. No, I, especially not this season because whoever wins at this point is going to have to be a really good player. I know that for sure. They're going to have to have made a lot of great strategic moves and there's no way a challenge beast will will stack up against that he hasn't made real connections he hasn't earned jury votes even if the edge of extinction people see how hard he works none of the jury members are going to know that or or you know so there's there's absolutely no path in my mind for joe to win that does not mean that he is not dangerous he absolutely is because guess what he's going to do when he comes back he's going to take every single immunity challenge win from you and make every single person in the game extremely uncomfortable now here is a wrinkle that i hadn't thought about until just now what we saw this episode is that Aubrey, Chris, and Reem chose to go back to the edge of extinction, even after Keith and Wendy left. And they stayed, 
and then they were brought in as the jury. So mm-hmm. this means that the people who were on the jury for the first time, to my knowledge, also have the opportunity to re-enter the game. This means that the jury and Joe, who is now a member of the jury, will be able to watch the other players, and Joe's going to stay out there with the jury this entire time. Hypothetically, let's say he makes it in for the final five for the second time a player gets to re-enter the game. Joe's going to have been talking to and earning fish for and taking care of every single one of those jury members that entire time frame. Interesting. So Interesting. do you think that maybe changes the mindset for them? Because I think most of the players who are in now – if and when they're voted off, they are going to choose to go to the edge of extinction and they're going to be there with Joe. Joe's going to have almost no pressure to impress them because they can't vote him out anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. And he's going to be more of his true self. And I do think that maybe changes it because in a way, Joe, assuming he's the one that makes it back in, will have more face to face time with the jury members than any of the players that make it the final tribal besides him. If he does make it there. And that's completely different than any other season we've ever had. Yeah. That, I mean, well, here's the thing. I, see, I didn't take the jury, you know, when Jeff called them the jury, I didn't take it that way because, and the reason is because any one of those players could return, like you said, in the final five. Right. So my thought was these people are watching the tribal councils because one of them could be a jury member and they need to have all the information like normal jury members would. Sure. So so if it plays out the way you're talking about, that would be a really interesting wrinkle. I don't know how I feel about it, but um, it could just make for a really interesting game. If not, I think it, I think again, you know, we're not, I think there's probably only going to be one more person returning from the edge of extinction. And like you said, probably around the final five. And so, you know, even if my thought is, even if he impresses that entire edge of extinction tribe, it won't mean much in terms of jury votes. I do think one way that Joe could make it to the final tribal and win is if he doesn't actually win all of the immunity challenges between when he comes back and when he goes to the final tribal. Let's say one or two of those, he's exposed and he works it and he talks to people and he gets them to vote for someone else. And even if he only has that one big move, I think that could be enough because I agree he'll definitely need at least a credential, at least one move that he made that proves that he's not just sitting around painting all the time, right? Yeah, I I can see that. The next question, Caleb, is when the losers of the re-entry challenge returned back to the island. Obviously, they were all super, almost overtly excited about returning to the edge of extinction in leaving did Keith and Wendy make the right decision? I think that they did. Wendy surprised me more than Keith did, and that's just because Wendy had just gotten out there. She definitely still had some energy left. I think that she made the correct calculation alongside Keith, which is that, hey, we've already been out here for a long time. I think Wendy saw how exhausted they were, and I don't know if she wasn't willing to spend that much time out there. So I do think they made the right choice, especially Keith. I personally was surprised that Reem chose to stay. And I think it's because of a few reasons. But you know what? If Reem's willing to stick it out, I am willing to eat every single negative and neutral thing I've said about Reem and give her the following records. She has the potential 
to spend the most time on Edge of Extinction out of any player because she's almost halfway. And if she stays all the way till the end of the Edge of Extinction, then she will hold that record until they do that type of island again, which isn't going to be that often, right? She will be the player that has the most confessionals by a first boot ever because they always get kicked out in the first episode. And even with the Redemption Island seasons, you got maybe one or two confessionals from them, and that was about it. So most of them weren't the first boots either. So she could have the most confessionals from her first boot and if Reem wants to go for those and impress her family impress her friends and have some records in the survivor record book i say more power to her i just hope Mm. that she realizes that she's not getting back into the game unfortunately right i had similar reactions i don't think that keith or wendy made the right decision i don't believe that there is a situation other than medical evacuations where leaving the game voluntarily is the right decision i think keith could have earned a lot of respect and he he wasn't a slouch necessarily in terms of staying as long as he did. Right. But he could have gone a lot further and gotten a lot more respect. I, too, was surprised by Wendy. Actually, when I first saw the scene of them leaving for a second there, I thought it was Reem and Keith. Raising so did the flag. I. Yeah. Yeah. But but it was Wendy. And that really shocked me. I think, honestly, Keith might as well have left day one. I, I don't think he affected anything in the game. Even with his advantage uh, that he was given by Reem, I think most anybody else would have put that uh, disadvantage on Chris. So I really don't see Keith as having any effect on this game whatsoever, uh, except for maybe an anchor on the Manu tribe early on. I think, honestly, Wendy had the most to lose by leaving. I think she had a chance for to be the most liked player in the game. I think... She's still kind of controversial, um, but people generally liked her positive attitude. Her her shenanigans with the chickens, not great. Fun fact about uh, about Wendy is actually when she was asked what, and this was not during the show. This is in in researching. I I found when she was asked who her inspirations were for Survivor, she would like to be like Sandra, and she also said. And she would like to be like Ty. And Ty, as we all know, was famous for being the first person to show compassion towards chickens. So I think that was really uh, Wendy's inspiration behind the chicken episode. Finally, I think we have a little bit of an answer there. Yeah. She she wants to be known in the same way that Ty was known. Um, and I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that, except that those weren't her chickens. Those were earned by other players. So I still have a bit of a problem. I but anyway, it's weird though. Don't you think it's weird that not only was she inspired by Ty, but she was inspired by Sandra. And if you look at two people, could they be more different in no. terms of demeanor and attitude? I mean, Sandra's Sandra, known- Sandra would have hated Sandra would not have gotten along with Wendy one bit. Yeah, uh, I don't know, man. That's that's pretty interesting, but yeah, and and I I I saw it as quitting. Uh, still, especially to get so excited about coming back when they were in front of Jeffy, um, then to get back to the island and be like, oh, we're raising the flag. You know, they couldn't they couldn't say in front of Jeff that hey, we're tired, we're exhausted, we don't think we have a chance to win. They waited until they got back to the island. In fact, they acted excited. And they got there and they're like, ah, screw this, and raised the the sail and left. So, 
yeah, I did. I did didn't have much respect for uh, for either of their games at the end. Something um, else that Reem could swoop in and get the record for is saying the word "dude" the most on a season of Survivor. Come so on, can, dude! So she can do that. She can go for bro as well. If she wants to double down and try to get come some additional, on, bro. Yeah, if she wants to get some additional records, she can go for it. Absolutely, I was impressed by Reem like you were for the first time this season. She did something impressive. Um, at least she has a resolve. Um, and it seems fairly new, like it's been developing. I think she's going to stay as long as she possibly can. She will not win. She will not get back in the game. But honestly, why would you leave a game for a million dollars voluntarily? Yeah. Why? Well, and here's the thing. She was there for the worst part. She was there for three days by herself. Yep. And the worst part's over. And Joe's there. She's going to be sitting pretty for a Smooth while. Sailing. She's going to be good yep. to go. So res- respect, mom. Respect. Yep. Mad respect. But with that, I do think we should wrap it up. So thank you all for listening. If you can all leave us a review or some feedback on our page on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, we would really appreciate that. You can find us on Twitter at TribalTalkPod on Twitter or at TribalTalkPod at gmail.com. Feel free to send us some feedback through there. Other than that, we will catch you next time. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.